Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. That's right. We're in the middle of the Ephesians series. Well, kind of in the middle. We just started, actually. We're only in week two. Yep. But uh, today is uh, Pastor Vance here. Hey, Pastor Vance. Hey, it is good to be here. I was told I could bring a guest, and I'm thinking, gosh, Darren, I want to hang out with you today. What better <laughs> I'm your time? guest. You know, I don't get to see you as much as I used to. but um, Yeah, this audience never hears me. Yeah, well this this will be this will be good. I'm a, I'm excited about this. Um, uh, we are looking at a text that does deal with some prayer. Yeah, and uh, I remember this is 35 years ago. I was like 25, and I owned this. I opened this Christian bookstore, gift store, craft store. We we sold about everything there in Georgia. And I, you know, you grow up in your frame of reference, and I had someone come in and ask me, I would like to, eat, if you have one, or order me a prayer book, a book on prayer. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I think, like, I knew of Andrew Murray's book on prayer and different books like that. He says, no, I need a book that has prayer in them. Like, and I didn't understand that, that there was a book that would talk to you how to pray over a funeral or a wedding or over a mealtime. I, I knew of rubber dub dub Right, you just read, it. You read them out loud, basically. Yeah, you read them yeah. out loud, and it just caught me off guard. And uh, I knew the, <laughs> the, the prayer for the stressed. Have you ever heard that prayer? No. It's, it says, grant me the serenity to accept the things oh, yeah. I cannot change, the courage to change the things I cannot, and the wisdom to hide the bodies of those I had to kill today because <laughs> they got on my nerves. You know, I knew those <laughs> prayers, but... That sounds it, like a Reinhold Neighbor mixed with a little bit of Van Brooks. Yeah, like. yeah. It's just... Uh, <laughs> but anyway, this passage is interesting, and we can jump into yeah. it. Just to kind of clarify there, buddy, if you're joining us maybe the, for the first time, you didn't hear the first one. We're, we're basically, after uh, each sermon through our series, which you'll be preaching on this next Sunday, Van, right. we're recording the week before, but you'll get a notification, and hopefully that's why why you've landed here, because you received that notification. And if, you, if you're just landing here just because you just kind of stumbled onto us, if you want, go to uh, newhopenow.cc and sign up for Ephesians reading plan. And it'll give you two notifications. One notification on a Wednesday before our Sunday sermon on Ephesians to, to give you the passage you can read along with us. And then another notification on the Sunday right after the sermon to lead us right, lead you right back here to our podcast so you can hear uh, mm-hmm. the kind of discussion that we're going to have over each particular passage. So that's why I'm Van's guest today, just trying to explain that process because since he's preaching on this passage, and I'm just kind of here to chat with him about uh, Ephesians 1, 15 through 21, 23, right? 23. 23, right. 15 through 23. So go ahead, Van. Okay, I'm going to read this, and I think uh, I think this is New King James Version. Let me just jump in. Uh, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches and glory of the inheritance of the saints, and what is exceeding greatness of his power that's toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities, power and might, and dominions, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but 
and that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Great. There's a lot. There's a lot there. And uh, I, I got kind of fired up. I don't get into the Greek a lot, but there is a lot of good Greek here. There's some you know? really interesting phrases, yep. and some of them are highly controversial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, I mean, with just what they mean mm-hmm. exactly, but mm-hmm. it's, it, they're really interesting. And so, um, so I guess the thing that, you know, we talked about this on Sunday was that, um, you know, just growing up at church, I always heard defensive prayers, you know. We were always praying for someone that died or was sick or murdered somebody or something like that. You know, there was always that chalkboard. I don't know. Did you ever have a chalkboard in your church where you, you wrote? No, ch- I know what you're talking about. We had like a bulletin board of a bulletin similar way, like prayer requests on oh, the bulletin yeah. board. Yeah. And you'd post them. And, uh, yeah. And, 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 and I've talked, you know, this is one of my pet peeves is I feel like 90% of what the church prays is after the fact happened, defensive prayers. You know, the person's <laughs> died. Now let's pray for him. You know, in in this, Paul, it's like, man, when I heard you had great faith and that you were walking the love walk, which we all need to do, and we all struggle with loving the people God's place in our life, then I began to pray for you. You know, it's like, uh, and so I thought that was interesting. But the context of his prayer is really phenomenal. It's a prayer in those verses, I think, uh, 17, 18, uh, and 19 our prayer is a prayer that we could pray over our lives, oh, over yeah. our, our wife, yeah. our kids, you know. It seems really intercessory, doesn't it? Yes. This part of the prayer, like, because yes. it seems like Ephesians 1 that Tyler preached on last week, well, 1 through 14, is also prayer. Mm-hmm. But it's this seems to shift into more of an intercessory type. Absolutely. And it's it, it deals with some, you know, some big issues that we have. Uh, uh, just it, the word wisdom there is just practical day to day insight on what to do. It, it, it refers to it as a spirit of, you know, where you, you know, and also revelation into the knowledge of Him or into to God. And this is great prayer as you get in the Word of God to say, Hey, God, I, I got your Word out here. As every believer, we need to get in the Word daily. I've got your Word out. I need some, you know, some a spirit of wisdom. I've got practical things. I just need your knowing of what I should do, but I also need revelation of who you are. Mm. And Jesus, you know, he came to reveal the father and he wants mm. us to, to pray that the father will be revealed to us. And that's a, that's a pretty strong opening. That's know? really interesting because those two words, wisdom and revelation and the spirit, I don't know about in your version of mind, the spirit's capitalized in the Greek. It's not really capitalized, but it's referring mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit, though. I mean, right. like, and there's so many scriptures for that about how we get wisdom, revelation from the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. But it's interesting that word for revelation is like, uh, or we, you know, like apocalypse, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like that which is hidden, you know, mm-hmm. which becomes revealed, which seems to be a big theme with Paul. I don't know, he's yeah. especially with his Gentile uh, readers, because it, one of the big mysteries, if you will, that's been revealed to them is the fact that Gentiles are included. Oh yeah, with yeah. in. I don't know. Some some people I've read said actually the word for saints here that's used a couple times may refer just to Jewish Christians, mm. and not it could be all Christians, but maybe just Jewish Christians. Like what he's saying is like is like, hey, Jesus has been given to you too, yep. and you're responding really well to the other Christians, and hopefully you'll get to gain something that they have. Yep, you know which is when you which, which Jesus. I, I think is huge. And then the other part I, I really loved is. Um, the eyes of your understanding mm, being mm. enlightened. And I think, 
that's my biggest struggle. I think that's something sometimes we pray over people we know that sometimes you just get in kind of a fog or daisiness or you just see people wandering through life. And sometimes that's us wandering through life and that um, it's almost like that enlightening. I don't know if this is a good word. There's so many words I'm always told don't <laughs> ever use that word, but it's kind of like to me, it's that Bing moment is yeah. that is that being say I don't know if it means you know today I understand what it you mean having yeah. inappropriate relations with an alien or something I don't know <laughs> I don't know but you have that Bing moment like yeah. boom you know yeah. and and I likened it to the prodigal son is just out there he's eating pig slop and Bing man I'm eating pig slop <laughs> you know yeah. and sometimes we don't realize how we need our eyes to be open to where we're at or where God wants to take us is that aha moment. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's definitely what he's talking about. Cause and uh, in some of these are believers, maybe he's never even met. Yeah. You know, but he, he just heard that there's some of them are coming to faith kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I love how he says that you've been enlightened or had that bing moment that you may know what is the hope he's called you. And I always find it interesting because the way we use the word hope is so different than the way that, Bible mm-hmm. uses the word hope because mm-hmm. we we use the word hope like there's still an element of doubt. Mm-hmm. Like I hope I get that raise. Yeah, I hope I get that job. I hope I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. There's an element of doubt. Like maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way it's used in the Old Testament. It's not the way it's used in the New Testament either. Really, like, I mean, the Greek word for hope just has this confidence, like, yeah. of what is coming. It is coming. Yeah, like a knowledge. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's tied to calling of His calling. And, and I see so many people, eh, I don't want to follow God, my life's going to be boring, or, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, and you, all of a sudden you think, man, there's a hope in what God's calling me to do and who he's calling me to be as a believer. There is a hope in his yeah. calling, and it's like, verse, you know, I think that's why a lot of people are afraid to serve God, because, oh, if I give my heart to Jesus, my life is over. That's why I want that to be my final breath as I die. You know, Lord, come into my heart, save me, take me to heaven, you know, <laughs> versus realizing that, man, there's hope. Yeah. to his calling and then it, and it's real yeah, yeah and then he says and the and then right after that and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints that you know god's got stuff for us and he i think in the next verse he really reveals some of that stuff but it's like to serve god i think of hebrews eleven six. without faith it's impossible to please god mm. because he you know when you come to god you must believe number one that he is I mean, like he's alive now and he's working now and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And God's got substance. When we walk with him, you know, at the end of the day, it's like there's a fulfillment. Mm. He's not talking about, Mm. hey, there's a Rolls Royce, there's a big diamond, but you have fulfillment at the end of the day. You have purpose. You're taking people to eternity with you. Mm. There's there's a Mm. riches, there's a there's a kingdom eternal aspect now to your life. And and um, and the inheritance, you know, he's got some stuff for us. And I think in that next verse, he picks up on some of that that stuff he wants to release to us. No, that's so good. And it's, it's important, I think, to note that this wisdom of revelation, spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, it's not. he's not saying at that point, that's the being moment. He said you already had the being moment, the enlightenment, mm-hmm. right? Well, but, he's, but he's saying that... Yeah. This is something that continues in your life to, oh, yeah. to grow as a disciple. I think it's both yeah. and. You know, when we come to Jesus, it's like our eyes are open. But yeah. there are a lot of times because, um, you know, 
I think that spirit of wisdom is a practical daily type of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I know, man, there's times we have in my lots life, of big moments. Yeah, we have a lot of <laughs> with Jesus. You have a lot of big moments. Yeah. I just meant the initial like call to salvation. Oh yeah, but he's he's talking about these moments are going to keep. I'm praying that they keep coming for you. Oh yeah, that you it's, start to know God more. I think I think God wants us just like we're wearing headsets. Yeah. You know, he, and that's what prayer is. It's pretty much having your headset on. Mm. You know, you wouldn't want to enter the football field without a coach without his headset on because it gives you a lot of different perspectives. And I think prayer is our headset where we have that communication, that fellowship. And, uh, and, you know, you know, it's kind of like that moment, like, you know, look to your right and you can realize, oh, I didn't look to my right, you know, and there might be a 600 pound lineman coming at you, <laughs> you know, or, or defensive uh, tackle coming at you. Or it could be like, hey, your answer is right there and yeah. you're, you know, running <laughs> from it, you know. So uh, and of course, 19 was um, is a crazy mm-hmm. just in the Greek. It is absolute crazy. Um, it is. I, I I made a reference to it that it is the most powerful verse in the New Testament because there are four Greek words for power, and they are all used right here. This verse, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I think this power is kind of like uh, our inheritance. This part of our inheritance. It's kind of like you know you play a computer game and you get to pick your weapons. You know, are these weapons are available to you? Mm-hmm. And like in this, we see an amazing weaponry that God is offering us. And it's like, you've got to be kidding, mm-hmm. you know, what he's offering to us. Because it says, what is that power toward us? There's, there's this picture of God's leaning into you and saying, hey, boy, here it is. This is what's available to you. And he's leaning. He's saying, hey... It's in my, it's, I have it, but I'm offering it to you in your walk and what I, in your calling and the calling I'm calling you to, you're going to need this stuff. And, and he's very specific about what that power is because it's what he did in Christ and raising him from the yeah, dead. And yeah. Re- but I, I, what I, what I found interesting, I was listening to um, D.A. Carson pointed this out. I just never really thought about this, but all that emphasis and power, like you're talking about in verse 19, it's like, how do you have immeasurable power like one over the other? Mm-hmm. With God, if you're omnipotent, it just takes the same power for him to say there is light than there is to raise the dead. Mm-hmm. It's not like one power greater than the other. Yeah. But what he's referring to is that there's this, there is a greater power, which is not about necessarily power in the sense of I've got the better effort mm-hmm. in the power, but it's more about the significance of the revolution of the power, the revolution, how revolutionary it is. Yeah. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead is revolutionary yeah. to you. Yeah. That's what, I, I thought that was really cool because because he was just kind of explaining, you can't have one greater power than the other, but what he's saying is that this power is greater than all powers because of what it does for you yeah. specifically. And it's, it is interesting, as you look at these words, you see it, it tied in so many passages that Jesus, you know, it's, it's, it's not... This is not idle by itself, but you see these themes yeah. throughout the Bible. And, of course, the closing verses, he demonstrates, this is the same power that I raised Jesus from the dead with. Mm. That's what's available to you. That's what's and, in you, yeah. Yeah, and we're called to help raise people from the dead. And, you know, like, 
going, you know, we, it, the first word, you know, is dunamis or that it's, it's, it's an inherent power. It's kind of like, it's kind of like God says, here is a, the dynamite shack. I'm going to make this available to you, mm. you know, and, and I always love the Western movies where, you know, it's like, uh, you know, some cowboys get hold of some dynamite, you know, and <laughs> there's always like of, those sticks. With oh yeah. The, and they light them and there's a bunch of people shooting at, there's a sharpshooter up on top of the building shoot and they throw that dynamite and the whole building is taken down. And it's like, God says, Hey, here's some dynamite. You know, when you need it, you use it to deal with those little skirmishes. But then the next word that energia, you know, is that overt power. It's actually that explosion of power it's actually that energy that takes place and and of course this is you know jesus said you see this mountain this mountain will be removed it's like that mountain moving power that all of a sudden that mountain or that obstacle or the demonic force that's before you the power just dissolves it it's like when the dust clears it is gone Mm. you know and and you see that take place um and then you have the other word for power uh kratos you know, which is king authority power. Like, you know, and Jesus was always asked, who gives you the right to do these things? Who gives you the right? Who? And it's kind of like, this is that authoritative power of mm-hmm. that mighty, it's translated mighty. It's like the king of kings has given you approval. Mm-hmm. And that's where Jesus later, he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore. It's like, you're not... You know, if the EPA shows up and says, why are you blowing stuff up? What, what are you doing with that power in that house of dynamite? Well, the king of kings has given me that power. It's like a king has power just in his words. Just when the king says something, it's as good as done. Mm. And so here we have Jesus stand behind you. But the last one is insane. It's um, iscus, and it's accurate. It's an accurate strength. It's a... It's like, uh, in, in, in multiple ways, the way, way you look at it, it'd be like, and I shared this on, on Sunday, like a boxer. And he develops a strategic upper right cut. And that power that's in his torso and his bicep, his forearm, comes up under and catches that opponent, his adversary, mm-hmm. and that power is transferred all the way along the, into his chin mm-hmm. and the other the other fighter falls down. And that's part of that. And which, which word is that? This is, okay, it shows up. Uh, let me see. It. It's power, the authority. very last power. Authority. The authority one is mighty. Exousius. Well, yeah, the, what it, the way it reads is, let me just go over this, that the eyes of your understanding Sorry, be enlightened. I just didn't. No, this is good, that the hope of his calling and what are the rich, okay, verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power, that's dunamis, Toward us who believe according to the working, that's the other word for power, energia, according to his kratos, that's his authority. Right. And then the last one is iskas. Might. Yeah. And the other thing that it means, the other thing that means is really powerful. It, it, it not only denotes power going through to knock something out, but also power going through to transfer power into some one or some situation 
And sometimes I know someone is praying for me. We're in a bad situation. I know you felt this too. Probably many people listen have felt this where you're out there and all of a sudden you're downbeat. All of a sudden you feel like, man, someone's praying for me. You feel like an energy. You feel like the life of God's lifting your hopes coming into mm-hmm. you. And, and it kind of transfers to that power. And then he turns of all things and says, which are like, let me give you an example. I did this when I raised Christ from the dead. I mean, he's dead. He's paying the penalty of sin. He's in the pit of demonic power. And all of a sudden, my power extended to him and not only came through all that demonic power, not came through all that death, but it came into Jesus. And all of a sudden, he's raised from the dead by that power that's in his authority. Mm. And it raises him from dead and seats him on the right hand of God. So great might's kind of like he has the authority and he has the ability. Mm-hmm. But the wild thing is, is that the beginning is toward us. Mm. That's what you talking about an inheritance. Mm. You know, you know, I, I know sometimes I think, oh, maybe I'll get grandpa's guns. You know, maybe I'll get his um, grenade launcher or whatever. You get real excited about this. You know, as a guy, you know, or, or gal, some, there's some girl hunters. I want the hunting rifle. I want that scope, you know. Mm. And it's like, that's an inheritance that, wow, that's pretty big. Here, here God says, I'm going to give you my power to be used in your prayer life in the kingdom of God. And it's like, this is no small inheritance. Mm. This is this is the same power I raised Jesus from the dead. And there's a lot of people that are walking dead that have darkness over them. And I think it's an invitation to, and it's a kingdom, it's a covenant. I think we're invited. That's part of our covenant is, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I'm going to take your weakness, I'm going to give you my strength. I'm going to take your sin, you take my righteousness. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take your weapon tree, and I'm going to give you my weapon tree. You know, we're going to change. I'm going to give you my spear. You, you know how there was an exchange and a covenant. You give me your armor, I take your armor. And it's like, wow. It's interesting. Like you said, because all this is in a prayer. Mm-hmm. So he's actually speaking to God, not to not mm-hmm. to the men. Yeah. So it's interesting because, I mean, obviously there's a lesson in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but it's, uh, I love what uh, Stott said. He said something about it's amazing how many times we pray, but we don't praise Mm-hmm. in the prayer mm-hmm. it's usually always about what we want yeah but this is what you're i'm just kind of tying it into what you were saying was that is that paul is saying all these things in this prayer as yeah. a praise to god that he's the one showing the power that he's he keeps pointing back to, right. to god and what he's done in you yeah. through jesus not what we've done or anything like that but i think it's which is evident in the rest of ephesians yeah i've always loved this prayer it's kind of like i like to use golf analogies I don't know how to use them on the course, but, you know, it's like, to me, this is an important club in our bag, so to speak. Mm. And anytime, you know, there's scriptural prayers that we can grab, but this is really powerful sometimes when you maybe have a child or you have a mate or individual, you know, I like to pray, Lord, or even over myself, you know, but over someone, Lord, I pray that you give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I pray that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened and they'll understand the hope of your calling and the riches and the glory and the inheritance of the saints and the exceeding greatness of your power that's toward them as they believe. Mm. And, and, uh, and I pray over myself, Lord, I need a spirit of wisdom and revelation and love of you. Open my, my eyes that I can understand the hope that's in your calling, you know, mm. and the seeding greatness, of, you know. And it's, it's a cool script, scripture to, to bring it out. I'm always bringing out my three wood. It seems like, I've been, you know, 
unfortunately, I get under some trees and I can't go over them, so I have to shoot under them. So I'm always bringing out my three wood to shoot a low shot, you know. And sometimes when you're down in the trees, and I think this is a great prayer for people that are down in the trees that have darkness in their life that, you know, don't see. It doesn't make any sense to serve God. There's nothing in serving God for me. There's no purpose. I'll do life on my own. It's a great prayer to pray over people. But it's all great prayer. Pray over believers that are full of faith and are loving people already, you know. That's awesome. There's so much uh, more in this, but uh, I'm just kind of— I guess what you just said, I think, is a good place to end (laughs) because of the fact that I think it's such a good challenge and devotional thought for us. Would you pray over everybody before we we call our quits? Okay. Will do. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no, this is good. This is good. (laughs) Let's (laughs) pray. Let's pray. I'm going to pray this over you and just kind of put your hands on your, maybe put your hands on your eyes and let's just pray. Dearly Father, I pray for everyone listening, Lord, that you do give us just a spirit of wisdom on just a practical everyday life and that you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation into who you are, into our Abba Father that's there that gave his son so he could have relationship with us and help us to, to know that, that, that you're with us and that there's a hope to what you're asking us to do with our life. There's a hope to follow you as you ask us to lay down our life and that there is an inheritance that's that's from you and it's rich and it's full of glory uh walking with you there's there's purpose there's fulfillment there's a peace there's a contentment there's a there's a you know not that it's not without struggle but that you are with us lord and that you are giving us making available us your power not to use for ourselves but to use for the kingdom to raise other people from the their dead lives to 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 flow through us in a powerful way in these days and hours and i pray that you use us that you grow us in our prayer life that we will learn to to walk with those headsets on and hear your voice and to interact with you through each and every day in jesus name amen hey thanks fan we appreciate that well, hey, thanks for listening to New Hope Underground. And don't forget uh, to keep listening because not only do we have the Ephesians series on here, but we also have our kind of a quote-unquote regular, regularly scheduled programming, which includes some interviews of some people coming up in the church. So make sure you stay tuned. Thanks, fan.